This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Love to hear from you. You can also text us at any time at 918-262-5072. As a matter of fact, if you have a pick for Bedlam, we'd love to hear it right about now. Do you have a question about Bedlam? We'd love to hear that, too. Ryan Aber joins us. He is our OU insider from the Daily Oklahoman, and we are now two days away from what was likely to be the last Bedlam regular season and for doggone near forever. But I thought Coach Gundy was right. There'll be a bowl game at some point between these two. More importantly, let's break down this game. It was... Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me put it this way, Ryan. How much have expectations changed in both cities, Stillwater and Norman, since the Kansas game, you think? Yeah, I think uh, fairly significantly. With, with Oklahoma, obviously, going into that Kansas game, a lot of uh, a lot of hype, and, and they were starting to you know wonder if they could be a, a playoff team and even beyond, you know, getting visions of 2000, and then Kansas sort of, brings them uh, back down to reality with everything that happened up there. And then uh, for, for Oklahoma State, it's just been a steady rise in expectations after that, that disappointing 2-2 two and two start, obviously losing to South Alabama. And you start to wonder if this team's even going to get into a bowl game. And then all of a sudden you look up and they're tied for first in the Big 12 and Ollie Gordon's the you know one of the talks of uh, college football. And when you're doing something that hasn't been done at Oklahoma State, since Barry Sanders, that's pretty lofty company, and and uh, certainly Oklahoma State has has made a drastic turnaround. So, it's a uh, certainly not the bedlam that we expected, uh, you know, a month ago. You know, I saw an interesting stat today, and I I also watched a tweet that came from Dean Blevins, and, and of course Dean's seen and played in a lot of Oklahoma football games, where he said, you know. Uh, this is not the same team post-Texas. And I started looking at some numbers, and I I know numbers can be twisted around. But that number that's going around about the stop rate for the OU defense, on October 10th, they were 11th nationally in stop rate. That was about 1.0 points, 1.08 points per drive, which is an important stat defensively. Um, now, post-UCF in Kansas, they are down to 26th in the country. It's still representative pretty good drop what we're seeing is a, what seems like a little more bust a little less intensity what do you think we've seen in those two games well i think for for one they're playing better offenses that uh, you know ucf especially with with plumley and and kansas period have better offenses than most of what ou had faced before that so you knew their rate was going to go up a little bit but uh certainly they've had some more busts i think uh, you know, I think the linebackers, especially Danny Stutzman, who, uh, you know, obviously his status for Saturday is, is questionable after missing, um, you know, most of the second half on Saturday against Kansas. Uh, and Jaron Canick haven't played nearly as well as they did early in the season. I think, you know, some of uh, the misdirection and, and deception that Kansas and UCF have done have really – thrown them in particular off kilter and then on the back end you've seen some the really big bust that we didn't see from this uh, defense uh, early in the season with uh, you know obviously the big one against UCF with Woody Washington and a couple of others you know the, the long touchdown run uh, from Jason Bean the other day so I think it's given up more big plays and then just those linebackers not being quite as crisp as they were uh, early in the season now the good thing for OU's defense 
is that I think their defensive line has played a little bit better than they have uh, early in the year, but they've got to put it all together, especially against an offense like Oklahoma State. If you'd like to ask a question of Ryan, you can at 918-262-5072. Ryan Aber, ROU Insider, as we preview Bedlam here at 741 on the Blitz. Bryce? Ryan, you you'd mentioned Stutzman's status. Um, also, Towie Walker has been uh, talked about as a game-time decision. What have you heard over the course of this week? Have they been pretty quiet uh, about um, what they've released about those guys, or is there any real reason to be confident about them showing up in Bedlam? I think there's a fair amount to be confident on uh, Tawi Walker. He uh, was moving around decently after the game. We talked to him, didn't have any kind of wrap or boot on his, his foot. And generally, if, if players talk, they're uh, okay. I know that uh, Brent Venables expressed uh, confidence that Tawi Walker would play when we talked to him on Tuesday. Danny Stutzman is much more up in the air, and, and it's a tough deal. It sounds like it was a, a, high, a high ankle uh, sprain there when he got hit uh, in the end zone trying to pull down a, uh, an interception, and just a sort of a, a freak deal got a uh, guy sort of flung into him. So, uh, you know, I, I would be much less confident about Danny Stutzman playing, and obviously they need both those guys because Tawi Walker has been by far and away their most effective running back, and we saw how the game shifted on Saturday without him there, and, and you think – well, maybe that Jeff Levy play calling would have been okay there following the Ethan Downs interception had he had Tawi Walker available, but he wasn't. And then, uh, you know, Danny Stutzman is the guy, sort of the captain on the field with that defense and gets their defensive line set. And they certainly were not set on that fourth down play that wound up being the backbreaker uh, for the Sooners. So uh, they feel good about Tip Lewis in there if Danny Stutzman can't go, but uh, certainly they'd be missing quite a bit without Danny Stutzman in the middle of that uh, linebacking group. Well, and especially with Ollie Gordon kind of on the role he is on. It, when you look at matchups in this one, what is, for from your standpoint, where does Oklahoma hold an advantage and where do they have a problem? Well, I think where they hold an advantage is uh, their, their receivers versus the Oklahoma State secondary. It's a young group on the back end for the Cowboys and uh, generally haven't had much depth. And they've uh, you know struggled at, at pass defense, and, and certainly Dylan Gabriel outside of last week has really picked apart defenses. They've got a deep group of receivers, so you would expect Jaleel Farouk, Nick Anderson, Drake Stoops, and that group to be able to uh, find their spots and move the ball fall downfield against the Cowboys. And then uh, you know on the other end, uh, an area of disadvantage is the one that we just talked about: the the linebackers versus uh, Ollie Gordon because Ollie Gordon has been so good and if you can't get him bottled up at or near the line of scrimmage he can really really hurt you and you know to have two straight 250 yard plus games is just incredible and uh, I I don't think it's going to be a third this week but if the Sooners linebackers don't hold up against uh, Ollie Gordon then uh, you know he couldn't could be not too far off because, uh, you know, certainly he's capable of uh, hurting them in a big way. Yeah, and especially if they just get on a roll and at home with that crowd and everything that's going to be kind of going on, you would think that that, and that team right now kind of feels that role too. So if they continue that, that would be tough. I know there was good recruiting news for Oklahoma this week, though. Reggie Powers committed a four-star safety. He looks like he's going to be a hell of a player. 
Yeah, and then that's just a continuation of their uh, their momentum on the, the defensive recruiting side. You know, we've talked about the defensive line recruiting a lot. It's been solid, but that secondary recruiting has also been one that, one, needed a pretty significant step forward, and they've taken it the last couple of years with guys like uh, Peyton Bowen and, and others. But to get powers, especially the way that that sort of flips their way mm-hmm. uh, for, late in the recruiting process was a really, really big win for the Sooners uh, on the recruiting trail. All right, so what are you writing for the Oklahoma today? And I've got to have you make a pick for us. Yeah, writing, uh, writing a little bit about uh, the, the stakes of this bedlam uh, this year for the Sooners and, and what it means for their Big 12 and uh, potentially CFP hopes. It's a little bit different angle than I expected to. Uh, going into last week as we talked about this. But, you know, there's still a lot to play for for the Sooners. And then, uh, you know, one of the things we wrote this week that I I thought was interesting that I'll point back to was uh, Scott Wright, Jacob Unruh, Joe Mm -hmm. Masato, and uh, the crew did a draft on the uh, top 25 Bedlam games uh, and and picked those. Uh, But picks? This week, I think it's a lot like last week. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, 37 to 34 Sooners find a way to uh, win. I just think the mental edge that they hold in this series uh, is going to wind up being a little too much. And I think Dylan Gabriel ultimately, uh, you know, puts up bigger numbers than Ollie Gordon on the other side. Gotcha. Now, which game did you pick as number one, by the way? I picked, and uh, I did. I am completely blanking on what I picked on that one. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Well, that's what happens at seven thirty in the morning. Yes, I, I understand. I understand. All right, we're gonna let you, we'll let you off the hook have, on that one. Then. A lot, there's a lot of good ones, and most of the good ones were in the last uh, the last decade. Let's see. I had sorry. Uh, I picked 1988 for my first pick, was, which was the number four pick in the draft. Mm. But uh, uh, 2001, the 16 to 13 OSU uh, get winner was uh, the number one pick. Yep. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at a picture of, uh, of Rashawn Woods making that catch right here. And Rashawn was scheduled to be with us today. We're still chasing him, but we'll see if we can. You know what? He's still running. <laughs> we'll see if we can find him somewhere. Well, I'd, uh, be safe down there. It's going to be a fun night in Stillwater, and we'll talk to you next week and see how it goes. Sounds great. Always look forward to, to it. Thanks for having me on, Ray. You betcha. That's Ryan Aber, the Oklahoman. He has our OU Insider at 747 here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.